Good morning, teacher. I'm Noelle Pickering. On the Good Morning Teacher podcast, we bring practical solutions to busy teachers because you can love your job and leave your work at school. I'm excited to cheer you on as you face your week ahead. Good morning, teachers. You're listening to episode number five. Today is an episode that I know is much needed. And honestly, I really thought twice about recording this topic. I'm nervous because I know that each and every school and administrator is different. We all have different relationships with administrators. But I also know this is a really needed topic right now. Teaching expectations are at an all time high. And as the year progresses, I know there will be things that carry over into next year. So I really want you to be prepared. I am discussing what it looks like to productively advocate for yourself to your administrators. So let's jump in and address this very important topic. The idea of this podcast came from a blog post that we shared back in 2018 that really resonated with many teachers. The concept that you can advocate for yourself just like you may advocate for a student or for your own child or family member. I saw this firsthand growing up when my mom advocated for my brother and his learning needs for at least a decade. There really is nothing quite like a mom on a mission to support their child. I think teachers do this all the time as well. We have a student who has a need and we go to all the people and expend the resources to ensure that they have what they need. I can recall a former student of mine who needed glasses. By working with the counselor, we were able to help the student get a prescription and the glasses they needed to be successful. You are already doing this for so many people in your life. Why do we not do it for ourselves? I think there are a lot of reasons that teachers struggle to advocate for themselves. First, you may not have a relationship with your administration, or they may seem unapproachable. Secondly, There seems to be a general culture in teaching that you just figure it out. You deal with it and move on and make it work. And thirdly, from personal experience, I've never taught at a school where one of the primary goals was for teachers to be stakeholders in the process and decision making. Because of this, when big decisions were made, either teachers weren't included or there was not a culture in where you could voice opposition. Now, I want to pause and give a disclaimer because schools are so different. They have different goals, administrators with different leadership styles, and school climate can vary widely. So you may need to tweak these points in your situation. The more rapport you have with your administrators, the more likely you are to see success. If you have only been at your campus for a month and have not established a ton of credibility, you may have to wait or just approach it differently. My personality is very much one that respects authority, deals with the change, and moves on. It wasn't until late in my teaching career that I was able to change my mindset that voicing a concern is not the same as complaining. Now, sometimes those are one and the same, and I think that is exactly what we want to avoid and what I will share today. However, to be fully transparent, I was not good at advocating for myself. In fact, One year, my husband and I had moved across the state, and I found myself in a new role 
at a new campus, and it was really hard. The culture was very much top-down, and I felt this need to prove myself as a teacher. There were all sorts of instructional decisions being made that I didn't think were the best for my students, and in retrospect, I knew I was a good teacher. I had proven results in all my years of teaching, and I wish I had been confident enough to ask for a meeting with my administrators to gain clarity. Instead, I was always stressed and dreaded going to work each and every day. I cried each morning on the way to work and romanticized this alternative job that I was offered. And as the spring semester came, I spent countless hours searching for a better fit. When I went to tell them that I had taken a new position, my administrators were shocked. They were disappointed. They shared how valued I had been. However, I never felt that. This issue was two-sided. Had I advocated for myself, I may have been able to work through the challenges and probably could have improved our school culture. They may have been more aware of how teachers were feeling, but I'll never know. So let's talk through what steps you can take as a teacher to productively advocate for yourself and avoid a situation like mine. And when I say that, I want to point out the key word there is productively. First, you have to stop complaining. Complaining is an easy way out that makes us feel better, but it doesn't actually solve the problem. Have you ever told someone, I just need to vent? Yeah, you and me both. The problem with complaining is threefold. First, when we complain, we're almost always complaining to people with no power to fix the problem. Think of all the teacher Facebook groups where you see people complaining about a situation on their campus. The people in that group don't have the power to solve that problem. What usually happens is a big thread of discussion about related problems. You may feel better that you said something, but is your situation actually changing? We do this to our friends, family, and colleagues too. How many times have you vented to someone you know? You usually feel better afterwards, but the next day when you walk into work, your situation hasn't changed. Secondly, when we complain, we start to develop the reputation of being a complainer, and that reputation is hard to change. You can probably think of a few coworkers with this reputation right now. We don't want to develop that reputation ourselves because when we do have the courage to voice a concern or suggest a possible solution or do any of the steps I'm going to share today, people's perception of us will determine how much they are willing to listen or validate our point of view. Third, it takes our mental energy and focuses it on the problem rather than the solution. I'm not advocating that you can't ever complain or that you should bottle it all up inside. I am saying that complaining is not a form of problem solving, and so when things don't change, we shouldn't be surprised. Okay, so now we have stopped complaining about the problem. How can we actually fix it? The second step I would recommend is asking for face-to-face time. Really resist the urge to send a lengthy email outlining your concerns. Email can be hard to decipher and convey tone. It can be easily skimmed so you're not even fully being heard. And then what if you don't get an immediate response? You will be left uncomfortably waiting, not knowing if your voice has been heard. Also, try to resist the urge to drop by your administrator's office at lunch or in between the bells. It is best to get on the calendar of your administration This allows you to clearly communicate for them to be fully focused on your concerns and allows you to convey a specific tone that is difficult to do in writing. Have you ever misread the tone in a text message only to realize it was meant differently? I think we all have. 
So my suggestion is to send a message asking for face-to-face time. And it could be as simple as something like, Hi, admin. I would like your assistance in solving a problem that I have encountered lately. And I have a few ideas that I'd like to share with you. What day and time are you available for us to meet? Sincerely, Noel. It really is that simple. And if you don't hear back in 48 hours, then follow up with another message. Step three is to come prepared. So this is where your prep work comes in and where the idea of productively advocating gets the name productive. If you walk into a meeting with only the problem outlined, then you are subject to either one, no immediate solution, or two, whatever solution your administrator offers after just hearing the issue one time. I think the other thing to note is that a lot of times we don't convey the why behind the struggle. Why is this an issue? Is it only an issue for you? Does it impact your students? Is it impacting your team? department, or a larger segment of the campus. Those are all important things to share without throwing anyone under the bus. It would be a good idea to make a brief outline sharing the following. What it is you're struggling with, how you and others are impacted by it, and why it's a challenge, and then two to three possible solutions that you have thought through. Once you have your ideas fleshed out, it is probably worth practicing, especially if you're like me and have trouble voicing concerns. Practice in front of the mirror or call up a friend to have them listen. You don't need to have your speech memorized by any means, but you do want to be able to clearly articulate your thoughts. I tend to personally get choked up when I think I'm disappointing someone or causing a problem, and so I have really benefited tremendously from just practicing at home right before. The last step, step five, is to meet and follow up. Now, you have practiced, you have prepared, and you are ready to walk into your meeting with confidence. Remember, you are a valuable part of your school community and your ideas are important. You want to be honest and sincere and communicate that because you love your school or your job or your students or whatever the reason, you want them to be aware of the problem and you would like their help in solving it. In an ideal world, you can come to a solution within that 30-minute meeting. And that would be fabulous, right? If that's the case, then I recommend you follow up with an email thanking them and briefly outline what was discussed. This helps to ensure that you're both on the same page going forward. More than likely though, you may have to wait. There may be something or someone that your administrator has to work with to find that solution. If that is the case, I recommend leaving the meeting by saying that you will follow up in a week. It certainly doesn't hurt to send that same thank you email afterwards, but then put it on your calendar to circle back if there is still not a solution. Administrators are busy, they have a lot on their plate, and your situation may not be a priority for them. So follow-up is really crucial and depends on you. Understand that there may not be a quick solution that can be implemented right away. And I know that I have a lot of teachers listening that are thinking, this would never fly at my campus. And maybe that is the case. If so, you may have to reevaluate if this is the campus for you. Potentially, there are many other positives that outweigh that, or maybe like me, you may need to find a better fit. Either way, I hope you learn from my experience and try to productively advocate for yourself. So as a quick recap, productively advocating for yourself can be done. First, stop complaining. Second, ask for face-to-face time. Third, come prepared, ready to clearly articulate the problem. And fourth, Outline some possible solutions so that you can, fifth, follow up. 
you will be proud of yourself for going through the process and working to change the school culture that pushes against it. We are several weeks into our Good Morning Teacher podcast, and it has been a joy to record these for you. I'm hoping that they are making your commute to work a little more enjoyable and that you are able to take ideas and make them work in your classroom. If you've been loving the podcast, then we would love a five-star review. It helps other teachers find us as well. For all of the links, resources, and freebies mentioned today in one easy place, check it out, maneuveringthemiddle.com slash episode five. I'm Noelle Pickering, and you've been listening to the Good Morning Teacher Podcast. Until next time, friends, make it a great week.